Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. And man, have we had a week on the podcast. We are so grateful for all these shows. I'm so happy to be here with you today as well. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about another podcast I think you're going to love called The Best of You with Dr. Allison Cook. Based on your reaction to series we've done like the Enneagram and Build Your Board, I know The Best of You is going to be right up your alley too. Dr. Allison is an author and therapist who has counseled women for over two decades. She's a former teacher and she loves taking complex topics and breaking them down into practical tools you can apply in your everyday life. You'll hear topics on things like your secret weapon against stress and anxiety or how to make new friends and manage your capacity in different seasons. And you'll get to hear her guests like our friends, Dr. Kurt Thompson and Sissy Goff, Jenny Allen, and so many more. Episodes come out every Thursday, so there is a new one today, and you'll walk away learning how to break free from painful patterns, mend your past, and discover your true self in God. It is truly like your own therapy session or eavesdropping on someone else's and taking away the nuggets you need. It is such a good show. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode, and don't miss your chance to learn and grow from one of the best, Dr. Allison Cook. Again, the show is called The Best of You with Dr. Allison Cook. Today, here on That Sounds Fun, I get to talk with our dear friend and Grammy award-winning songwriter, producer, and critically acclaimed artist, Brooke Lidgertwood. You may remember Brooke from episode 369, or you may remember her from her maiden name, Brooke Frazier. She is truly one of my very favorite guests and friends, and man, I'm so grateful that she sat down with us. Her sophomore solo album, Eight, just came out. It is a collection of new songs and songs you may remember, like... Lead Me to the Cross and Desert Song, y'all. <laughs> They're new for the now generation and intended to be this unfolding listening experience for every worshiper to engage with. It is such a good album. Eight follows Brooks' debut solo album, Seven, which has over 146 million global streams since its 2022 release and features hit singles you probably know, like A Thousand Hallelujahs and Honey in the Rock. Brooks' contribution to the church through her music, her heart, her writing, her, I mean, just her as a human is just impossible to measure. I'm so thankful that she's back to talk about this new album and what God's been showing her. And it, it is a tender, beautiful conversation. I'm so honored that she would sit down with us. So here's my conversation with the dear Brooke Lidgerwood. Okay, Brooke, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. It is fun it to is. be here. Thank you. With you. I feel the same. Again. What a gift. <laughs> I reached out to your friend Jason Ingram and I was like, you want to come? Oh, <laughs> like, yes. You can come sit yeah. with Brooke and I. Yes. We've got to get him on at some point because he's just the like juice behind so many albums. Yeah. It, did he do seven and eight with you? He will. I will only ever do stuff if we're doing it together. Really? <laughs> In terms of, he, um, yeah, I mean, we've been friends for a lot of years and really um, realized there was something special that happened when we got together when, you know, we had known each other for a long time, but not really ever spent time together. And um, Scotty and I kind of said to him one time, should we just like break the ice? Like, should we just write together? We never do yeah. this, but should we just have a day together? And this is, uh, I can't remember, like probably six years or so ago now. And we got together and that day we wrote King of Kings and we're like, <gasps> oh, I guess there's something here. <laughs> and then, and then, um, and then uh, a few years later, um, we were like, hey, let's, should we get a couple days together? And we're like, oh look, gosh. let's lower our expectations. King of Kings is like a once in a lifetime thing. Like, let's just not put that expectation on. Let's just hang out. Yeah. And then that two days we wrote three songs, which ended up being the beginnings of 
really seven. That was the oh time that with gosh. Jason was when I realized I think that this is a thing because yeah, this doesn't yeah. this doesn't really happen. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jason and I we produce the albums together. I am a female producer, and yeah. uh, and, uh, and so we do those things together. And so him, he just has a real gift to. Um, a gift and a desire and a heart to really come alongside of the alongside some of the kind of voices in this generation that sometimes may but sometimes might not um, necessarily you know kind of tick all of these boxes uh, which fit in a traditional flow mm-hmm. um, and so um, Jason just has such a heart to kind of get alongside those people and help their voices be heard which I yeah. just think speaks so much to the purity of his own heart and just kind yeah. of that that pastoral he's very pastoral, that pastoral part of Jason uh, that just kind of wants to see the next generations kind of getting stronger. He's an incredible guy. Yeah, It's so interesting that in every person who does a public thing, there have to be people who feel as called yes. to that person mm. and to the work of that person as we feel called to the public part. Yes. And my brain does not work like that at all. Of mm. course not, because I'm not ever in that seat. Yeah. But I just think people like Jason... And I think of like Jeff Pardo is another person Mm. that, you know, and then a bunch of people on my team where you go like, man, you're called to the mission, Mm. but you also have a humility to not be the face. Yeah. And that's what Jason is. He's just so humble. Yeah, he is. And I think that's that's such an important part of it. I think you can tell when there's a team that's kind of called together rather uh-huh. than has been hired together, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's such a, a different sense of unity and a different sense of mission because people have heard their own yes yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's the absolute game changer. So yeah. I'm incredibly blessed to have a team, Jason, um, kind of my management team, Dominadita, who have have heard from the Lord for themselves yes. that they that they are supposed to be part of this. So yeah. it's just um, there's such a grace that comes with that. There's such a rest that comes with that. We're not striving to do anything or build anything. We're all just trying to say yes to the Lord. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a, a pretty sweet and safe and clean, beautiful place. Yeah. I wonder if you've ever felt this. I have felt at times when when we're bumping up against like brutal spiritual warfare for Mm. one reason or another, Mm. or if things are just going sideways, Mm. I sometimes feel guilty that they have signed up for this. Yeah. (laughs) Where I'm like, you didn't have, I, I don't have a choice. I'm either, I'm either the ship or I'm tied to the ship. I don't know which one you got on here. Yes. Yes. You can get off. I, I don't get to get off. And so then I feel, man, I'm sorry you're suffering. Yeah. And I'm sorry. But then they say, I'm called. Yes. I'm called to this. Yes. I just think that is they're better people than me. Yeah. It's I mean it's true because like you said the spiritual warfare is very real and we I remember we had a um we had a family assistant uh, and we were in the process of hiring and you know we needed this role to be filled and we kind of interviewed a few people and I said to this amazing woman who ended up stepping into this role uh you know just so you know though there's if you step into this there will be spiritual warfare like it's just it's part of it so I just need you to be kind of just just aware of it I'm not yeah. like speaking bad things that's over right. your life that's but right. that's kind of probably going to happen so just maybe consider that and then a few months after she started she was like I, you said that in the interview but she was like I forgot about like when you're on kind of the front lines of ministry like I forgot that this is the stuff yeah. that happens and yeah. um yeah so it's not just you know there's stuff that doesn't just happen to me it happens you know to the people around us as Did well you and think just... about that when you went from single to married because I, ha- oh. I got I got my tail feathers handed to me in an event a couple of weeks ago. And afterwards I said to the Lord, I'm not sure we should bring someone into this. <laughs> like, oh. I understand what I've signed up for. Yeah. I'm not sure we should bring a husband into this. Yeah. That feels like 
a big ask for this guy <laughs> to put him in in this with yeah. me. And I know that's not good theology, and yeah. I know it's not the Lord, but that is when when you have a real when you feel real pushback, yeah. it's hard to want to invite other people into it. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, um, I pray so often for my kids because my kids didn't yes. ask yes. Right. for that. And I just have to, you know, believe that um, God loves them enough yeah. um, and that he has grace enough for Scott and I to have entrusted us with the lives of these two little girls um, who, yeah. will, who will be women, you know, yeah. incredible women. But, yeah. but sometimes they're just like, I'm, you know, they're, they're having to navigate things that they're getting of an age now where kind of people, you know, ask them weird things or say weird things to them at school because of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're having to have those kind of conversations. And I'm just like, there's, I have to fight the, the, the mom guilt in a different yeah. way. Cause yeah. I'm like, they didn't ask to be born yeah. to me. Yes. Um, but yes. just, but they're incredible. So yeah. yeah, I bet every Bible study leader and pastor and pastor spouse listening is like, we get it. Yeah. We get it. You yeah. know, <laughs> anybody who's doing any version of ministry That's right. That's is right. getting what we're saying because yeah. it is like, if there isn't any challenge, mm. that's probably a problem too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I got so, I had this ter- I, I had the worst migraine I've had in oh, maybe sorry. a decade. Oh, gosh. a couple of weeks ago at an event, and and when I tell you, Brooke, people came over and prayed, and I said before they prayed, they said, "Do you need to not do this?" And I said, "If I throw up on stage, I know God brought me here to do it." And then people came and prayed, and it was gone. And I was like, oh, the Lord just needed me to step into the river wow. before he could part. Like, I think I think both forces needed to hear me say, yeah. I'm doing this no matter what, yeah. to break something. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought, we can't get, <laughs> no one needs to sign up for this. <laughs> I'll just handle it. <laughs> they, they get the grace. They get the grace. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, so it just makes me so grateful for our teams and mm-hmm. what they what they do with us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the ways I can support my pastor too mm-hmm. <laughs> and pray for the people mm-hmm. that are leading me. That's right. What do you know about God that you didn't know last time you were here? Oh, it has been a long year and a half, February of 22. Yeah, gosh. Um, I have been relieved and uh, amazed and partially horrified (laughs) at his holiness Mm. yeah his holiness will not be diluted um or defiled yeah yeah it's woo yeah Yeah. does Mm. it change what does it change in your everyday life has it changed how you pray has it changed who knows what they know i'm not sure it leaves me grateful there's honestly there's been a lot of grief that is uh not that I know that the Lord is holy. I am amazed and in wonder and in awe and in love and aflame at his holiness, but just um, so saddened that we, including me, like underestimate it so often. Mm. Um, mm. But I'm just, I'm so relieved that he is who he, who he says he is. Yeah. Um, right. His his patience, the line of mercy he extends yeah. to us that yeah. we so often don't take. <laughs> yeah. um, right. But the line of mercy he extends to us because he is holy and we do need his mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just um, it's um, pretty wonderful and yeah. terrifying and good. Yeah, yeah, deeply good. Yeah. Is that why fear of God was the single? I think fear of God is uh, is something that has been staring in me for a few years, just uh, 
I just love, I love scripture and I love the vocabulary of worship. I think if we, you know, look at the Psalms, you know, this anthology of God songs, there's everything in there. And I think it's really important that we, um, that we have a really diverse vocabulary mm. in worship, not that reflects our experiences, but that reflects scripture, this, what scripture says about what it is to be human, which is yes. included in the Psalms, right? Yeah. And so when I guess I just, because I love the song of worship, I love um, what the praise that's entrusted to us to bring on this side of eternity as the church, and so when I look at kind of the song of the song of worship in the capital C church, just didn't see anywhere that we were really singing about the fear of God. Yeah, um, and I guess in my own life and in the past few years of my life, kind of uh, seeing, uh, for better or worse, what happens when we do or do not yield to the fear of God, and uh, and cultivate uh, that reverence, um, for better or worse, it doesn't mean that you become kind of an uptight religious person. The fear of God actually leads to, the, the, the word says, friendship of the Lord belongs to those who fear him. In wow. other words, like it leads to more intimacy, not less, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because we're approaching God and knowing him um, on his terms, not yeah, on ours. Yeah. And um, so anyway, so fear of God kind of was simmering me in me for a few years, just um, just that that desire to, to, to write about this in some way. And then, uh, yeah, the song kind of uh, finally kind of bubbled up. And yeah, it is not the most congregational song, but I but it is a song that, um, for me, um, especially finishing it around the time that my mother-in-law was in her last months of life mm-hmm. and um, kind of really sitting in that Corinthians chapter about about resurrection yeah. and the twinkling of an eye. You know, we will yeah. be changed, the mortal will be clothed immortal and all of these um, really important themes of of resurrection kind of in there as well. So it's a, it's kind of definitely my most screamo song, yeah. um, but it's uh, it's not a screamo for the sake of screamo. It's a, it's a screamo because because the victory is very real yes. and one day we will apprehend it in its fullness. Yeah. And so that's a that's an exciting thing to be able to declare. When we talked about, when Redmond was on and we talked about what's God doing in the world, mm. he said, have you heard Brooke's song, Fear of God? Oh, he did. Yeah. He's amazing. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I know. I mean, it is like everybody, let's step, take a step forward yeah. song. It is a rallying cry mm. kind of song. It's yeah. beautiful, Brooke. Thank you. I mean, it is, it's just incredible. That sounds Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Indeed. Listen, hiring is always a challenge, no matter the size of your company. And while we're up for a challenge here, we all know the time it takes to research candidates and review resumes and interviewing is a lot of extra work. So that's where Indeed comes in. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed does that hard work for you and for us. You can hire fast and better with their matching platform. We've always found the right team members through Indeed and we'll absolutely use them again when we're ready to hire. They show you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. And what's even better, 81% of U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. This offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 
$5 credit now at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And one more amazing partner to tell you about, Hia Health. When it comes to helping my mini BFF stay as healthy as they can, Hia Health is such a great way to get them to take their vitamins. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk kids should never eat. So that's why Hia was created. The pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin my mini BFFs are going to love. Hia is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk and helps to provide the full-body nourishment kids need with the great taste they love. Hia is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then filled with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and more. Plus, your bottles come with these fun stickers that your kids can use to stick on the bottle, so taking their vitamins is just a little more fun. Haya is also sent straight to your door, so you don't have to worry about another thing on your shopping list. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamins. You get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash that sounds fun. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash that sounds fun and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes below or in Friday's AFD Week in Review email that we will send you. And you can also sign up for that in the show notes below. So be sure to check those out. Okay, now back to our conversation with Brooke. That sounds fun. I think one of the interesting things you said is what God has entrusted to us to worship on this side of eternity as mm. the church. Will you talk about what we get to do in worship before mm. we know heaven? Like, mm. what is the uniqueness of worshiping mm. now Yeah, before we know? And what's yeah. the faith like? Why does God—well, Why? Well, I don't even know about God. Why does mm. worship matter to us now on this side mm. of eternity? Yeah. Well, isn't it—what a gift um, that we get to uh, worship now before everything is redeemed. Yeah. Before every— What's that? What's that phrase? Before every sad thing becomes untrue, yes, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, like what a gift to be able to, you know, a a a, a broken and contrite heart and spirit. Yeah, the Lord will not despise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get to worship Him now bef- before the fulfillment. Yeah, um, yeah. And we we don't get to do in, in eternity. It's definitely not going to be boring. And yeah. um, I believe there'll still be work that we have to do and yeah. all of these good I things. I hope so. I don't want to be bored. No, I know no. exactly. All did of you these watch good the Good Place? I didn't. I'll spoil the ending for just a second. Mm. The good place is boring in the end. Oh. And and the whole show is so interesting. And then the good place is boring. No. And you go, no, we're going to work. We're going to worship. We're yes. going to play. We're going to, yeah. All the things before the fall. Yeah. Like, right? Gardening yeah. And, yeah. And, and work and things growing and, um, and rest and yeah. um, all these good things. But we get to worship now. Bef- yeah, before everything is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, what, a, what a gift to be able to uh, worship um, the Lord uh, in the midst, you know, the Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, um, this table that we get to eat at mm. um, now is is really unique. But it's also the means by which we taste the final table. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, the table we get to sit at here is a is a foretaste of um, of the finality of the redemption mm-hmm. that we will um, 
experience. And that's not to say we're sitting around just kind of waiting for everything to be made right, but it means that the work that we do now and here and uh, the way that we built his kingdom here really matters and that all of these are glimpses and foretastes um, of what will be more wonderful than we can imagine. Yeah. I watched a video from John Mark Comer yesterday and he said, if you can't do anything else, when you're, he, said, he was like, when you're laying in bed before you get up and touch your phone, mm. say Psalm 123 to yourself. Something mm. like that. Mm. It stuck with me. This morning, mm. I woke up and I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not mm. want. He invites me to lie down in green pastures. And so quick, Brooke, the Holy Spirit said, I make you lie down. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's not an invitation to rest. You say, lie down in green pastures. And I went like, this is it. It took took 30 seconds for me to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit this morning in his scripture. 30 seconds of him going, I didn't say invite. I said, make. I said, make you lie down. Wow. Isn't that wild? It's so beautiful. It just doesn't take very much. No. Right? And I think it's just about um, cultivating an awareness of his presence Mm. in every moment. The Lord is at this table with us right now. And it doesn't mean we become like weirdos, you know, (laughs) Um, but just that we can look for him um, in every circumstance and usually find him. You know, there's been circumstances in my life in the past year and a half that uh, beyond my imaginings, but but I could still, when I looked, when I've looked for him every time, I've seen, oh, but your mercy is here. Yes. Oh, but, oh, but this, this and this. And just, uh, yeah, uh, it's a, it's miraculous, really. Yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of grieving experiences in the last year where I've kept saying to the Lord, can you believe we're even talking about this? Mm. Can you believe this is even this person or that thing? Can you believe? And, and so often I've felt. The Holy Spirit, A, remind me, like, but for the grace of God, mm. sister, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And also, like, it, maybe this is our age, Brooke, but mm. it's not necessarily that the world's getting darker. It's that we've lived longer mm-hmm. and we're seeing, or is it both? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's both probably. Isn't it? I remember when I was young and I was so confused at why my mum used to cry in movies. Like uh-huh. I have this uh-huh. memory of like watching Beaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and my mum just like weeping at the end. And I was like, mum, why are you crying? And um, and then now it's my kids going, mum, are you crying? You know, when we watch. <laughs> are you know, watching Encanto? They're definite, yeah, they're definitely not watching Beaches. That <laughs> yeah, was yeah. a really <laughs> random choice for me to watch as a child. Like that's so sad. Um, but now my kids are the ones going to me because you, you know, you, um, you, you have lived experiences that, yeah. And, yeah, kind of a uh, reflected and yeah, and story. Yeah. So you said seven was going to be your only solo album. Yeah, a worship album. Yeah, and then here's eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and eight is full of these songs, Brooke, that you have invited us to sing mm. for years. Mm. Can you, as you as you want to, will you mm-hmm. kind of tell us how eight was shaped? Yeah, definitely seven. Uh, was unexpected and something that the Lord spoke to my husband and I about pretty out of the blue, but very clearly. Yeah. So seven um, was a really um, clear thing that we had to do. And I, I said, yeah, we didn't hesitate to say yes, because we do. We say yes to the Lord. Yes. Um, but I don't pretend that I understood why. And it wasn't until um, kind of some things started to happen after the album, in the months, literally, I think a month after the album was released that I was like, oh, and my friend had, um, my wonderful prophetic pastor friend had had a a word for me, which I didn't connect with Seven, actually, because I'm stupid a little, (laughs) um, until until later, but she had said um, in kind of the months the Lord's so kind and how he kind of prepares us for mm. what he's going to do. It is the kindest thing. It's it's miraculous. Yes. And, uh, but she had said to me, you know, Brooke, I 
I, I was praying for you and I saw you over, you here, um, but the Lord was saying where he wanted to take you was over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, and then she said, as I watched, she was like, I saw um, two turntables and you were standing on one of the two turntables. Wow. And she said the distance was actually quite far, but all it would take for you was a sim- single step because at the right time, the Lord was going to say now, and you would take one step from one turntable to another. Wow. And then you would end up where he yes. was placing you. Um, and so wow. not realizing that, you know, we stepped into seven and that turned out to be the the single step. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it, eight has been healing to make, but still a little traumatic to, to talk about. And like yes. I, we were messaging, you know, before we had this conversation, I was saying, I, you know, un- unfortunately for some of my team who really would like me to talk about this in a lot of places, like I, um, I just I want to be so um, honoring and so wise in the way that I'm able to to speak about this, and I and I I don't know that I'm fully equipped yet. So I'm feeling. Um, so I, I said to you, Annie, you know, I, I really I I trust you, and I trust yeah. the safe place that you create, yeah. um, and beg the Holy Spirit to give me wisdom and give yes. me the words. But um, you know, I feel really uh, really blessed in that um, I was able to you know for. It's 20 years this year since my first album came out, and that's actually a lot of listeners probably wouldn't know. I don't expect wow. you to know anything that that was, you know, my mainstream uh, career. So I signed to Sony when I was 18, made um, all of these mainstream. Is um, Albertine records. 20 years old? Albertine no. is no Albertine. Well, that was my second record. Okay, okay. Yeah. So okay. that was 2006. So 2003 was what to do with daylight. My first record. Um, but um. In in the process of um, putting out that first record and beginning to tour that, I met these incredible people in Australia who just felt like home. The people felt like home. Their genuine love for God and their ease and their fun. And I was just like, these are my people. Mm -hmm. So I moved to Australia and this became my community. And then that was my safe place, my church, um, while I kind of went around the world making making and touring Brooke Fraser records. Um, And then it turned out that these songs that I was writing, you know, in my bedroom to the Lord um, that didn't have a place on my my mainstream records had a place in this this beautiful church community. And so I have been so honored that for the past 18 years, um, whilst having this um, this kind of mainstream career, I was able to serve the church through song. Like, what a gift. And yeah. with my community, you know, with with a team of people yes. that I love. And, um, and then so, yeah, at first that was just writing, you know, worship songs to the Lord in my room. And then them being able to come out through my church um, and then, you know, and and the most recent decade as well, then being able to write um, with other friends who are worship leaders and other churches and stuff. So all that to say, um, I, you know, I have these 18 years of songs that I personally have never released. It's been my joy to be able to um, serve, you know, um, other ministries and movements in my own church with these songs. And so... So are you a co-writer on every song? I either wrote... Yes, yes. You wrote Lead Me to the Cross? yes. How did I never know that? Yes. <laughs> because you don't sing it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No. So, yeah, so I have all of these songs that um, that I've never actually oh, my had the opportunity to uh, to release myself. And, you know, even when uh, when I did when I write these songs for the yes. church, I, I willingly kind of, you know, go, here, do with them what you will. And yes. so, um, but then obviously I have 20 years under my belt as well as an artist and, you know, 13 years as a producer as well. And so now um, at this time in my life, I get to now go, this is the way that I always heard it. And this is how yes. this is how I get to express it. And for yes. a song like "Lead Me to the Cross" as well, which I do with Martin Smith, who's one of my heroes, we uh, we were actually just in um, 
in his home in Brighton a few months ago um, doing some stuff for the song. And his 20-year-old son, Noah, walked in and was like, what are you, what are you guys doing again? That's a terrible... I'm <laughs> no, sorry. I'm sorry, British. Noah, if you ever hear, hear this. That's I, not what you sound like. I need you to know that the American <laughs> at the table heard you go Australian to English, and it was amazing. <laughs> so Noah walks in, he's like, what are you, what are you guys doing again? And um, we're like, oh, we're here. You know, we, we did this song together. We're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. And he said, oh, actually, Dad, I broke into your Dropbox and I listened to it. He's like, that's awesome. When did you guys write that? He had never heard that song before wow. in his life. And so for me as well, I'm really passionate about um, about high school students and, and college age yeah, students yeah. and these and that generation who are coming into a really formative time in their relationship with yes, Christ yes and I still remember the songs that impacted me you yes. know at that age yes. and I'm like these there's a whole generation that have never heard these songs mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. and so and I feel like they still have something to offer and yes. so this is actually so some people have been calling it re-release I've never released these so this yeah, is actually yeah. my first time um, getting to offer these songs um, for for people who have loved them for a long time. Yeah. This is a, a this is a 2023. You know, um, this is how I am offering them to you now. But then there's a whole generation that these are brand new songs. Yes. Um, and so and so that's really cool. And honestly, it's been a really beautiful thing to you know. I think when I wrote "Lead Me to the Cross," I was 22 years old or something. And I can't tell you the number of times I've I wept during the making of this record. Just um, you know, 22 year old Brooke um, giving. 39-year-old Brooke, the words to declare again, you know, in songs like Desert Song that I hadn't let in 15 15 years. I hadn't let it in 15 years. Really? And um, and so we, we, you know, we did this arrangement and we did it on tour actually earlier in the year. I did it at the Seven Tour and it was a massive shock every night that we did that song. The something in the room changed, yes. and the and um, that again was a, a kind of a confirmation to me. This song has something to offer now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a now word. Yes. Um, so so yeah. It's, um, so I have. So I guess yeah. Eight is the is the continuation of something, but it's also the start of something. I have about. I think my husband and I, our, our, our songs of worship catalogued together is over a hundred titles. And I think I have at least a couple dozen that I would love to um, kind of be able to um, produce and release myself in this way. So this is, yeah, the beginning of a process. And then of course, um, the new songs as well. So Fear of God. um, There's one we released a couple of weeks ago called Calvary's Enough, um, which is just... The problem with this album is you can't like your first listen can't be in public. That's the problem <laughs> because it is so. The Calvary is enough song. Yeah, will just. I mean, I, I I was processing a situation this morning and I went, Calvary's enough. Okay. Yeah. Calvary's all of this. Calvary's enough. Yeah, and that's a song. You know, I I'm I'm not on the other side of a process yet. I'm in the middle of a process. Right. So, um, what do I have to sing in the middle of the process? And it's yeah. it's that Calvary's enough. Yes. Um, so so yeah, songs like that, and then um, bless God, which is a song that became to mean so much to me personally. We actually wrote it to. Um, Cody invited me to come and write with him and our friend Brandon Lake for a day, and we wrote it for Cody's record. But I honestly believe it was the mercy of God because for um, a year until Cody's record came out, all I had was this demo of Cody singing it, just his voice and piano. And I would put that song on in my car and just drive around screaming and punching the steering wheel, singing that song to Lord, bless God, you know, when my hands are empty, bless God with the praise that costs me, bless God when nobody's watching. So um, have been, uh, that song has become such a personal song to me as well. So that's on there too. But yeah, here we are. 
the <laughs> desert song. I mean, so I build a playlist on my Spotify every year for like the year, 2023. Mm. So if the Lord brings songs to my brain mm. or mm. if a song releases and I go, this is this is for me today. Mm. This is for me today. And so this year it's been very interesting because it has been songs. The Lord has been doing, like you're saying, 22-year-old Brooke wrote it for 39-year-old Brooke. Something I've been experiencing with the Lord a lot lately has been, 22-year-old Annie made agreements with God that 43-year-old Annie might not hold, mm. but he's believing her. Wow. He's believing 22-year-old Annie because mm. maybe 43 would would compromise because she didn't know. Wow. 22 had a pure heart. Wow. Right? And so the Lord has brought back all these songs. So it also has like Rita Springer's No Other. Oh, there yes. No Other. Oh, right? my gosh, Rita. And the Ooh. next song, New Wine, mm. which is not a new song. Mm. I mean, it's newish, mm. but... Mm. And then the next song, I Will Wait by Jason Upton. Mm. Oh, my gosh, yes. Right. So the Lord was doing this thing yes. over the summer of going like, Annie, go back. Yeah. Go back and sing what you sang. Yeah. The next song was the desert song. Mm. So it was, and then you say, "Here it is again." And I go, mm. "It's it's a word for today, bro." Yeah. The Lord made it a word for my today. Yeah. In the summer when I was wrestling with Him. Yes. And so it, it is what you have built here mm. in eight is a is a healing and a wrestling mm. album. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to say, you know, I'm not bringing anything back. I'm bringing it forward. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's right. We're not going back. We're going, these are, yes. these are not songs to, uh, to reverse and to their songs to go forward with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I have to wrestle with that, right? Like mm -hmm. I have to wrestle with God isn't bringing this song to me today for nostalgia purposes. Yeah. It is for remember, remember that yeah. and go. Yeah. This is supposed to take you somewhere. Yes. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Beam. Did you know that sleeping less than six to seven hours a night is linked to reduced white blood cell count? And those white blood cells protect our bodies against illness. Considering it's the season when there's so much sickness going around, we need good sleep. And that's why Beam Dream is here to help. Beam Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. You just mix Beam Dream into hot water or hot milk and stir and froth and enjoy it before bedtime. It's like a little nighttime treat before bed that's actually going to help you rest. And today, my friends, get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, which is their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. And now it's also available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao and sea salt caramel and white chocolate peppermint. I am interested. Better sleep has literally never tasted better. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, take advantage of their biggest sale this year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash TSF and use the code cyber at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash TSF and use the code cyber for up to 50% off. And one last amazing partner to tell you about, Pros. Okay, listen, I love Pros so much. I made sure they knew my new address here in New York for these two months so I could get my shipment here. Pros is custom made-to-order hair care. It's one of the best things I've done for my hair. I just retook the quiz, added all the new information here about my life in New York, and they're sending a new custom shampoo to me. I am so excited. All you do is take that hair consultation quiz. We love a quiz. Answer the questions on everything from the climate where you live 
live, that's something that changed for me. The issues you have with your hair, that's something that changed for me this time too. Your hair type and texture and your eating habits. They analyze 85 personal factors and then handpick clean ingredients to get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. They took all my answers to that in-depth hair quiz and gave me this new formula. I am so interested to see if it is going to help solve some of the problems I'm having. And in history, in my experience with pros, it is. Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty, and all their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. If you're not 100% positive pros is the best hair care you've had, they'll take the products back, no questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from pros has your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Okay, now back to finish up our conversation with Brooke. That sounds fun. You also, I would like you to talk about how we should not shuffle this album. Because oh, yeah. I think that is a very important fact yeah. as we're listening through the album. Because yeah. the song, I mean, bless God to every chance I get, I didn't mm. even, there was not a... I didn't know I stopped and got into a new song. Mm, mm-hmm. And so will you talk about when you build it, keeping it, yes. it non-shuffled? Yeah. So maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I actually don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people people will say all of the stuff like, you know, albums are dead. It's all about the songs. And I say rubbish. Yes, <laughs> I say absolutely yes. rubbish. Um, I am such an albums girl. I love yes. to listen to albums. Yes. I want to experience, you know, when I – I don't want to go to an art gallery and look at one picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see the artist's exhibition. I want to oh, know about beautiful. the – I want to know about the the tenor of the collection mm-hmm. um, because there's No only... one reads one chapter of a book. Exactly, yes. exactly. And so, yeah, so for me, um, I don't – and particularly because this was a studio album, so Seven was a live album, mm-hmm. Eight um, is a studio album, but I think when it comes to – but I structure it like I would structure a song list in a worship service. I want it to be a worship service. Wow. So there's things that I've done production-wise in this uh, album deliberately to um, so that it feels like you are in your own personal worship service. Yes. So there's a couple instrumentals that are deliberately too long because <laughs> because um, I want I want people to move from listening into seating for themselves. And sure. even there's a there's a song. Um, called authority and um it's 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 that's one of the ones where we i've deliberately built in a bunch of space um to use for contemplation to use for reflection Mm -hmm. and then we go into this uh this tag all authority belongs to you that repeats and repeats and repeats but then i deliberately kind of do prompt like I would if I was leading in a service. I'm like, yeah. just begin to declare it now because I don't want you to sit there in your car and listen to me singing it. I want you to experience what God wants to do as you start to declare yes. it, as you yes. start to. It's not um, so. It is a listening experience, but that's the lowest goal. You know, yeah. the the goal would be that it's a, a listening that that's a framework for you to step through into an actual experience of intimacy with Jesus. Yeah, because these songs can't change your life, but Jesus can that's right yeah you get a hundred songs that it could have been yeah how do you narrow down to these 11 mm. um so i approached that like i would uh so with all my albums whether mainstream albums or kind of or the worship albums that i got to be you know to, to produce the last few years through my church kind of looking at theme 
you know, what what's a diversity of theme, diversity of lyric, tempo, key, um, all of these different things. So so particularly with eight, I'm like, okay, what if we I don't need um two songs that say the same thing or uh, have different different angles on the same thing. We want yeah. kind of multiple angles. So wow. um for that reason there's there's uh, songs of invitation and welcome, songs of reflection and contemplation, um, songs of intercession, the themes of wilderness, the themes of kind of straight vertical, um make we all, I always try to make sure there's a there's at least one or two kind of cross-centered songs on there as well. Yeah. Um, and then also finishing with a, a song about Christ coming again. I love singing yeah. about Jesus coming again. So that's referenced a couple of times. And also, but but trying to make wow. sure kind of um, like we talked about before, you know, that this, the Psalms have this incredible diversity of of theme. And so when it comes to putting together a list for an album, that's what I'm thinking about as well. So yeah, like I said, I've got a kind of couple dozen up my sleeve that I would like to to do. So it's just okay. kind of about and also praying we obviously ask the lord yeah, you know what's um certainly. what are the songs um that that you would like why do you love singing about jesus returning and why should we love it yeah it's um i think it's a theme that's easy to dodge uh-huh. uh because it's uh, a little uncomfortable and right. it's <laughs> and it can seem to uh, a person with no faith um maybe one of the most fanatical <laughs> yeah that's right you know aspects it's uncomfortable right. after it's the a, risen again yeah it's the yeah coming again yeah, that's weird like, oh yeah ooh. <laughs> you're right, Brad, you're right. Oh, like that part oh <laughs> um but um but really our kind of our our grip on eschatology has to be um has to be firm and it brings with it not fear but real faith for today mm-hmm. um uh, and um, I, I love to, you know, to think about communion. And I loved when um, when Jesus said, you know, um, every time, oh, sorry, Jesus didn't say it, but he said, you know, do this in remembrance of me. But yeah. then um, Paul said, every time you uh, do this, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Oh, wow. And so I love to think of communion, not only as this beautiful liturgical act that kind of um, anchors us in the tradition of 2,000 years of the church and of all the saints that have gone before, but is also such a radically prophetic act that prophesies yeah. as coming, proclaim. you pro- Every time you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim Christ's death until he comes. Yeah. So um, so I I just, I think it's another reason, you know, seven was um, named for Revelation 1 and the seven letters to the seven churches and just that that whole thing of Jesus standing in the middle of his, his church. And I think that can bring us great comfort and relief and hope hope now um, when when sometimes community is re- and living in a community of believers is messy yeah. and uh, and but but that idea that Jesus doesn't stand on the periphery mm-hmm. but in the middle and he is coming again for a pure bride uh, we can't purify ourselves That's but right. as we yield to him uh, he will he will do the purifying and the redeeming mm-hmm. as we do um, the the yielding and the repenting and the submitting yeah the two turntables, mm. A, they look like an eight. That's what I keep picturing. Oh, they wow. look like an eight, yeah, right? Yeah, I hadn't even put that together. But is is it seven to eight? Is that part of the step? I don't know. Yeah. We'll no see, idea. right? We'll I mean, see. I guess you'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, definitely if if um, you told me today that this is what, you know, th- even three years ago, if you said this is what life would look yeah. like, I, but I'm just, um, I'm, I'm amazed at, um, at God's sovereignty, mm. at his poetry, um, yeah. That is mercy. It's really, yeah, remarkable and feel very, very grateful. Yeah. For all the grief you've experienced the last two years, mm. why is Jesus still the right answer? Mm. Um, is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, I just want to, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I am assuming that yes. you feel that. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, 
to whom else will we go? To whom else will we go? And um, and I, I was talking to a friend about, you know, one of the other things that happened in the past couple of years, which I I don't know if I'll ever talk about, but I also happened to find myself at the scene of a crime taking place. Oh, wow. And um, and so that has brought, you know, a bunch of trauma as well. But I And I said to a friend of mine, it was like the enemy. I wasn't scared. I was angry because yeah. I, I recognised kind of what was happening. And I... Um, I said to my friend, one of my friends afterwards, like, it was like the enemy was saying, look how close I can get. Yeah. Look how close I can get to your kids. Look how close I can get to you. But I also go, uh, when we were talking before about looking for Jesus and the situations, I also see that the Lord went, you can go that close and no further. That's it. You know? Right. So um, Jesus said, no further. Mm-hmm. And I... That's a really easy thing to say, and I know that there'll be people listening who go, but I don't feel like Jesus said no further in my life. I feel like things that ha- had happened that that should never have happened, and He should not have let those things happen. And I think that's a really real place and a really true place. Mm-hmm. And part of wrestling with the Lord is not denying those questions, and part of growing in love and intimacy with Him is is bringing that to the fore and going, Jesus, where were you? Can you show me? Mm-hmm. And right. um, in my experience is been that in situations that are unfathomable when we ask him where he was often he'll he will show us um and even if the the answer still means a, a, an ongoing wrestle um there's a real uh, solace in um in recognizing his shepherding which yes. seems strange at times right <laughs> right what do you need to say hmm the Lord is even better than we think he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good, Annie. Um, and I I'm in awe of his of his faithfulness and his like I said, his poetry. He's such a poet with our lives. Wow. And all the all the parts of um my poem that are like C R A P are the parts yeah. that are parts yeah. where I try to kind of wrestle the narrative into my own hands, but where I've yielded to him, he's always written a better story. He's always written a better stanza. He's always <laughs> written a better transition sentence, you know? Um yeah. he's just um so masterful and and so trustworthy and so beautiful. Yeah. We always talk about what tattoos we're going to get. And I keep thinking, mm. where else would I go? I feel like I'm going to have to do that at some yeah, point. Yeah. That that phrase, yeah. because of his kindness and because of his, and because Peter said it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm team pre- Peter all day yeah, long. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, where? I mean, where else would we go? We have the perfect poet yeah. writing a story that we do not understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you that tracing back some of the things the last few years, I'm like, man, I do not get how this is the best story you want to write. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where else would I go? Yeah. What was the tattoo we were going to get last time? I can't remember. There was a tattoo we were going yeah, to get last time. Yeah, and Lisa Harper, too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it Someone was. Someone will tell us today. Someone I will tell us. Yeah. here today, they will tell us what our tattoo. Now, we, now we've got a list of tattoos to get. Love you, Brooke. Thank you for Thank doing you. this. Thank you. So grateful. My pleasure. Oh, y'all, isn't she just amazing? My gosh, every conversation I have with her, I leave feeling encouraged and yeah, just like strengthened in my faith. And I'm just so thankful for her. So go listen to eight right now. I'm guessing you've already streamed it, but like it needs like 18 more runs in your life and mine too. I'm literally going to put it in my ears when I'm done with this and make sure you're following Brooke on social media. Tell her thank you so much for being on the show. 
And if you have any questions from this episode, drop them in the Q&A box on your Spotify app if you're a Spotify listener or send them to us on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast and we will try to answer them there. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the streets of New York. Anywhere you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is trying this new bakery down in the Lower East Side in East Village. Uh, People are telling me over and over to try it, so I'm headed there this afternoon. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Monday as we get to talk all things Advent with Rachel Myers and Amanda Bible-Williams from She Reads Truth. We'll see y'all then. Your home.